Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumb Cast. In this, the high noon of season five, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every goddamn page of MT2, the Weird Weird West, the second in a trio of time travel adventures for TSR's Marvel Superheroes RPG. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. The Weird Weird West was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we're discussing page 61 of the Weird Weird West. We're in the Western Heroes section. As you know, you play whatever superheroes you're playing as main player characters in this adventure, right? The default player character options here are the West Coast Avengers, Hawkeye, Tigra, Moon Knight, Wonder Man, Scarlet Witch, Vision. I mean, those aren't the actual West Coast Avengers as of the time of this publication, but for the purpose of this adventure series, the author has understandably given up keeping track of the endless torrent of misery currently afflicting the West Coast Avengers in their comic series. So for our purposes, those are the West Coast Avengers. This section is for Western heroes, for the players to play in addition to their regular superheroes, right? In the adventure, when you meet Einstein, you also meet all these Western heroes, and you realize we got this huge overland map with a bunch of annoying hex crawl rules, so we got to worry about food and water and sleep and land speed, and sometimes there are windstorms and sometimes there are dinosaurs, and we've only got 48 hours to resolve what is clearly more than 48 hours worth of frustrating desert travel, so let's all team up together split into two different parties, and so they enlist the gunslingers for help. Or they enlist the other Western heroes in this section for help. Now, I complained earlier that the Western heroes, while I appreciate their presence, I mean, they're all classic Western gunslingers. That's a positive contribution. It makes this Western adventure a little more Western, which is something it's very lacking in. But basically, they are guys with guns, and given this system, given this story, they're pretty underpowered compared to the superheroes that you're going to be playing in almost all cases. And so while they're bringing the Western flavor, they may not be able to contribute enough, draw enough mechanical focus to effectively make this feel like the Old West, because they're going to be overshadowed. On today's page, we have the opposite problem with Texas Twister. You can find a picture of Texas Twister on the visual companion for today's episode. You can go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. It's a public post. Everyone can see it. If you go today, it'll be right at the top of the page. Just look for the dumb face. It's right under the dumb hair and the dumb hat. You can't miss it. That's Texas Twister. He is not an Old West character. He is a modern Western pastiche character. He has nothing really to do with Old West stories. He just has a hokey aesthetic that I would characterize as like Tex-Mex more so than Western. Like if Kid Colt is a bottle of whiskey, Texas Twister is a Roy Rogers. I don't like him. I don't want him here. And frustratingly, he has by far the most powerful and useful abilities of any of the characters in this section. There, I said it. I hate it, but I said it. So here we go. Let's just get through this. Uh, Texas Twister's real name is Drew Daniels. He's from Amarillo, Texas. And, you know, he he's just some loser. He was a cattle hand. He was out rounding up the stray cows when the weather started to get rough. And before he knew it, he was right next to a nuclear power plant when a tornado touched down and it hit one of the waste storage containers at the nuclear power plant. And so the tornado just kind of spattered Drew with all kinds of radioactive shit at the same time that he was getting sucked up at the tornado. It says, quote, the radiation bombardment triggered body-wide mutagenic alterations in him, endowing him with the ability to generate tornadoes at will. Makes sense. Makes total sense. He probably got some of that tornado DNA mixed up with his, or maybe the radioactivity just sort of like mutated the wind centers of his brain, made them more efficient. You know, we only use 10% of our brains, and the other 90% is mostly wind machine. And so he's just unlocked that human potential. 
So now he can make tornadoes. So he got rid of the storm. He quit his job. He got a costume and he started trying to get famous. It says here, quote, Daniels answered a newspaper advertisement placed by the wizard of the Frightful Four to fill a vacancy in the ranks of that criminal group. When the Twister learned of its criminal intent, he declined membership and applied to the espionage agency S.H.I.E.L.D., which was organizing its super agent program. For several months, the Twister trained under the Falcon with the super agents. But when two of the four members were found to be traitors, the super agent program was scrapped and the Twister became a free agent. So that's his superhero experience. Then it says he lived off his S.H.I.E.L.D. severance pay for a while, but it was running out. So he decided to go join a rodeo. uh, And that's where he met Shooting Star, if she exists. They put an act together, ascended to the pinnacle of fame in Cody's rodeo extravaganza, but they still wanted more. They wanted to be more famous, advance their careers. So when they heard an emergency call to come help the Hulk that was meant for the Avengers, they were like, well, we're not superheroes, but we want attention. We'll go. So they did. They helped the Hulk. They all decided to kind of join up and sort of try to have a super team. As I've noted before, they're called the Rangers and they're awful. Fortunately, they were short-lived because then it turned out Shooting Star turned into a demon was replaced by a demon, had always been a demon. doesn't matter. Anyway, there's very little inertia in this Rangers concept. It's like, you know, you knew this was doomed. It's like, boy, we worked really well on this group project. Let's be permanent friends. You know that's not going to happen. You don't even mean that. What you mean is, let's attempt to schedule having coffee one time. And that's basically what the Rangers did. And then all this demon stuff happened, and it all fell apart. So, Drew Daniels, not a hero, not a success, except in the very niche world of rodeo extravaganzas. Everything he touches turns to shit. He's got a ridiculous costume. And here are his powers. Quote, Whirlwind. Amazing intensity and damage. Maximum tornado size is two areas. Power stunts include flight at amazing land speed, grapple with amazing ability, tornado-wrapped punches of remarkable strength. Body resistance. Good resistance to physical attacks. Talents. Acrobatics, tumbling, horsemanship, and martial arts B. With tornado-wrapped punches that do remarkable damage, plus martial arts B, Arguably, his punches will be doing incredible damage. So the amount of damage that these Western heroes is dealing out is like 6 to 8 for the Gunslingers, 10 to 16 for Red Wolf and his stick, 30 for Shooting Star with her gimmick knockout revolvers that also kill you, and 40 for Texas Twister. And that's just with his punches. They do incredible 40 damage, but he can also grapple people with amazing ability. You'll remember that you can damage people with grapples. It takes some time but he can do it at range because he can do it with a whirlwind. And he can do it at a lot of range because he can fly. In fact, he can fly at amazing land speed. Now, it is somewhat odd to measure airspeed in land speed. I don't really know how to parse that, but assuming that it means he moves through the air at the speed of a character who moves over the ground at amazing ground speed, that would mean that he can fly at 120 miles per hour and can, per the rules in this book, travel over the overland map at a rate of eight areas per round which is almost three times as fast as a uniformly fast supergroup. Like if everybody has remarkable endurance or a horse, they can move three areas per round on the map. He can move eight areas per round on the map, which not only means you're going to make much better time, but also means you're going to consume a lot less food and water and need less sleep along the way. And as I mentioned pages ago, there are a lot of encounters on the overland that can be flown right over. So I don't know exactly how high Texas Twister can fly. That's not described here. But certainly the whole annoying overland aspect of this adventure, I have to admit Texas Twister is your best option for making that as painless as possible. His whirlwind can affect two whole areas, so he shouldn't have any difficulty as long as you don't have any characters who are too heavy. 
just picking everybody up in the whirlwind and bringing them along. Um, shooting star looks like can fly independently within his whirlwind because she's got those boots. Everybody else just gets picked up and whirled around, which is not going to be the most comfortable ride. But given that the alternative is spending over twice as long, totally exposed in 114 degree desert, a bumpy ride is not so bad. Being able to affect everybody in two areas with something of amazing intensity is pretty hardcore. It's going to break those Crozar formations right up. He's got good resistance to physical attacks, so he's not going to be hurt by Crozar blasters. And I can't imagine that those glue guns are going to be any good against him. He's vulnerable to the neural stunner having what could be charitably described as a normal human brain, and lasers can hurt him. So he's, I would say, effectively immune to half of the Crozar's weapons. He has his weaknesses, but in a way that's almost worse, because the most important thing about his powers is that if you have him on the team, he's going to be vital for travel. Whichever team he's with is going to be by far the fastest, so they're going to do more things, like they'll probably visit two of the three generals' camps, which is more spotlight time for him. Speaking of which, that two-area range of his whirlwind is just about as far as he can reach, because the whirlwind goes around his body. So he can hit lots of people, probably everybody in an encounter much of the time, with a highly accurate, highly damaging attack by diving into the middle of them. So in combat, he becomes the center of attention and the linchpin. He needs to be defended. He has weaknesses. The best thing is for him to jump in and beat everybody up with his whirlwind while the other player characters keep him from getting taken down and then jump back in his whirlwind and get flown off to the next location for another installment of the Texas Twister show. This is a different case than like Wonder Man. We often talk about how Wonder Man, he's got pretty badass powers. He's, he's resistant to lots of the damage thrown out in this adventure. He does a ton of damage, very strong, very fast, because he's got his rocket belt. But the thing is, that doesn't change the adventure for the other characters very much. He can maybe carry one person in the air. He attacks by punching one target. He doesn't have any ranged options, so he can do melee and somebody else can pick off opponents from range. And he's got very high resistance to damage, so he can tank for other characters. If there's something that offensively would be better taken care of by Hawkeye or Vision with their ranged capabilities or something a little tricky for Scarlet Witch to do with her hexes, he can go, you know, jump in the jaws of the dinosaur and hold it off, be the one to soak up that damage while they do their thing. Texas Twister is resistant enough that he's not going to die, unfortunately, in most encounters, but he does need to be backed up and defended and supported so that he can carry all the good guys and fight all the bad guys. The dumbest thing on this page is that this miserable, feckless fraud of a cowboy so vastly overshadows the actual gunslingers in this adventure that if he's in the encounter, they might as well not show up. I hate Texas Tornado, and I don't want to hear anything else about him. And I almost won't. Join me tomorrow for Mostly Blank Space on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's theme music, used under Creative Commons license, is Western Firefight 2 by Kula, whose work you can find at kula.com. That's C-U-L-L-A-H dot com. Thanks for listening.